All right, Austin, you asked for this, okay? I hope that's funny enough for you. Dogs in pens. Can I freeze my tampons? Are Mexican jumping beans really Mexican? If I ate a $5 footlong and I threw up, the subway owed me $5. If leprechauns are really Irish, then why are they so small? Do Mexican jumping beans really jump? Is tort reform about tortillas? If Sean Penn doesn't think there were any weapons of mass destruction, then why is he gay? What if Javi Feierstein was the captain of a British frigate? Man, the missing mast. Shit Face to Face, the podcast where we ask the important questions. What's going on in a particular topic? And then we get hammered and try to explain it to another person and see how that goes. It's everything you ever wanted to know, but we're too sober to ask. Hey there, everybody. So in these worrisome times, we had figured maybe meeting up in a big group and getting uh, pissed as shit around one another is maybe not the world's smartest idea. And maybe the social distancing thing should kind of work out uh, a little bit better if we didn't do that. So what could we do? Well, we could maybe tell some stories of something that we're not able to run into a lot. So um, I thought to our my I thought to ourselves. Whew. I thought to ourselves that maybe um, a lot of people aren't going on dates and there aren't probably as many first dates as there had been in part because people are kind of spooked to be around one another, um, let alone folks who they don't really know super well, let alone in public environments where they would normally have those first dates. So I thought, you know, we could get people together and have them tell some stories of interesting first dates and uh, see how... Some of those went. So, without further ado, here is Shit Face to Face Quarantine Edition of the First Date Special. Hello, I'm Mike Norton, and here's my date story. So, this was, <clears throat> I guess, in the summer of 2019. Um, I'd met a girl on the website or app Hinge and she was really nice and sweet and we talked for about a week and then went out on a date. Um, had a wonderful time. We, we met at a restaurant, or I'm sorry, we met at a brewery, um, Sideward Brewery. Um, we hit it off. Uh, she's like, hey, what are you doing for the rest of the night? Let's go to the Imperial. Um, let's go to this other restaurant. I'm like, heck yeah, this is awesome. So, even though we both drove from that bar, or I'm sorry, even though we both drove to that bar, we took an Uber, again at her suggestion, um, and we Ubered over to the restaurant, uh, the Imperial, and we hung out on the porch and, uh, got a couple drinks, um, she, you know, grabs my leg, leans in, kisses me. And we, I, of course, that's what... She leans in. I give her a kiss. We make out for a little bit. And we're talking for a bit longer. And <clears throat> she uh, suddenly divulges this. She's like, yeah, so I don't, you know, normally go on this website. Or I don't usually use Hinge because... Um, I was in a relationship for about nine years. And I'm like, oh, wow. So uh, when did that end? She's like, um, about three months ago. And uh, it's, it was like, at that point, it was like all the air was sucked out of the room. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, where's this going? And she's like, um, you know, then we go on to talk about something else as if that, that never happened. Um, which again, you know, it's not a problem someone who's in a relationship for that long. Um, it's just dating so suddenly after that can be like, okay, a red flag. <coughs> but whatever, I'm open-minded. She uh, then tells me, as it does come up sometimes, we mention um, ex-boyfriends and ex-girlfriends. And again, she brings up the nine-year guy. She's like, yeah, so 
let's see, I dated him, and then I went out and I dated a guy for about a month, and then then now there's you. And I'm like, oh, so I'm the third person you've ever kissed, presumably, or ever dated, or ever gone on a date with, <laughs> if you're considering this part of that history. Um, and then we uh, make out again. Um, she's like, hey, uh, give me a second, I'm gonna run to the bathroom. And she gets up and goes inside to go to the restroom. I'm waiting there, and I'm waiting. And for after about five minutes after she left, I get this text message that says, hey, I'm sorry, I left. I don't think it's gonna work out. What? <laughs> what the hell's going on? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Why did you just leave like that? And she says something like, it's not, it's nothing that you did. Oh, oh yeah, my main concern was that I did something wrong to uh, make her think that she had to leave so, uh, so abruptly like that. <clears throat> and she goes, no, it's nothing that you did. It's just, and it's not that I'm not attracted to you. I just don't think it'll work out. Bye. And that's absolutely fine that it's not going to work out. Um, I, I don't know why she felt she had to dip out like that, especially since both of our cars were at the same exact place. So we could have just taken the same Uber, you know? She could have gotten a free Uber ride back to her car. Worst first date. Um, my worst first date um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put it out there. My worst first date, um, was also an online date. Um, I met a guy on OkCupid, um, who tricked me into believing that he, um, was actually going to go on a date with me, but in reality, he was agoraphobic and he lured me back to his house. Back to his house. <laughs> yes. And, um... <laughs> So how did he, so did he say like, oh, come by and pick me up? Yeah, exactly. So basically, um, I got tickets for a movie, which I know is a really horrible first date, but basically it's, you know, my, one of my favorite filmmakers, Miranda July was doing a Q and a, um, after showing her recent movie. And so I got these tickets. I asked him if he wanted to go with me, even though that's a horrible date. Um, but I was really excited about it anyway. He said he would go. He said his car was in the shop. Could I come and pick him up? And we could go there together. So I was like, sure. I drive all the way to his house. It's all the way across town. Um, and he's like, oh, come in. Um, where, Whereby I learned that he actually lives in an apartment with his dad and his younger brother. This was when we were both I think I must have been like 22, he was 23, so it's not that, it's not like the most strange thing in the world, it's just post, post-graduation post uh, living with your parents, but um, yeah, I went into his house, I met his dad and his brother, um, both of them were not very friendly, uh, they're an Armenian family, and um, he showed me all of the food that he was eating he was really into working out um and he showed me all his like workout stuff and he talked to me about like how many almonds he eats a day and blah blah, blah. it was quite uh you know it was a whatever kind of interaction. how many almonds did this motherfucker eat he said he said any more than 20 was too many. I will always remember that. And he always, and he said, uh, you know what the worst, he was eating a hot dog on a bun. And he said, you know what the worst part about this hot dog is? I said, what? He said, the bun. I can eat, I can eat 40 almonds, no problem. I just want you to know that, Haley. <laughs> and I could eat a hot dog and a bun. This guy sounds like a fucking chump. <laughs> well, also, I did see you eat a hot dog and a bun yesterday. Just yesterday. So, um, I believe it. Anyway, um, we're 
chatting in his dad's house. I'm looking at the time and I'm saying, hey, can we really, like, let's get going. The movie's going to start. And he's kind of stalling. And finally, I'm like, hey, no, we really have to go. We're going to be late. Um, and then we get into my car and we're driving um, and we get a couple blocks away from his house. And all of a sudden he's like, hey, um, can we turn back? I just... I got in a fight with my dad earlier. I feel really weird. I don't really want to go to this movie. Let's just hang out another time. So I was like, okay, no problem. I drop him off and go to the movie by myself because I wanted to see it. (laughs) And then um, a few days later, we were talking and I think we made another date for the following weekend was the same story it was like hey my car's still in the shop you mind coming back we can like do something over by here um so go back because i'm nice hang out he wants me to come into the apartment again this time um you're nice i'm super nice anyway so we go back to his apartment this time his dad and his brother aren't there and He takes me for a really long walk around the whole apartment complex. Um, And I'm just like, hey, man, uh, this is really boring. (laughs) Can we please go somewhere? This is the second time I've been here and we haven't left your apartment complex. Must be really tough to get to second base if you're agoraphobic and live with your parents. Right? So anyway, uh, we're sitting out um, by the pool. It was a nice apartment. And he's like, hey, I haven't been completely honest. I will not be leaving the apartment tonight. I cannot leave the apartment because I will have a horrific panic attack because I'm agoraphobic. And the other day when you came over and got me, I was trying really hard. I really, really wanted to go on a date uh, with you. But the minute that we pulled out of the driveway, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do it. And I freaked out. And that's why I had you take me back to my house. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, Um, I wish you the best of luck. Sounds like a cheap date. It was a very cheap day. Okay, so this story is about a uh, interesting guy named Toby. So Toby was like this very typical like um kind of blonde surfer boy muscle dude um living over like near the boone high school area so like a lot of the guys that live on that side of town have like boats and there's sports dudes so you know you you know like your typical blue-eyed blonde haired dude and we were um my friend and i were at this bar called johnny's filling station which is right around the corner from a bar that I used to work at, a wine bar. And this guy was like the loudest guy in the room, a very boisterous, super bro. And he's like trying to hit on other girls. You could tell he's like buying drinks for people, kind of like the everybody knows this guy guy. And he comes up to me and my friend Beverly. And he's like, hey ladies, can I buy you a shot? And she looks at him and she had a boyfriend at the time and she was just like, you can buy us a shot, but you need to get the fuck out of here. And, uh, of course I thought he was kind of cute. And I was like, yeah, buy us a shot. I don't care. So of course he asks what we like, buys us a couple shots, continues to try to hit on me because I'm the only one that's like responding positively towards his shenanigans. And it was just shenanigans basically coming from his mouth. So finally my friend Beverly is like, if you like her so much, you can ask her out instead of just standing here. And he was like, well, yeah, I'm trying to, but you just keep shitting on me and putting me down. So, you know, um, let me talk to the lady. 
And she's like, well, talk to her then. And so, of course, he looks at me and he's like, can I take you out? Do you want to go out to somewhere after this? We're already at this bar. And like, I, at this point, I'm like, where are we going to go after this? It's like, you know, 12, 31 in the morning. I know where after this is. So I'm like, well, if you want to like get my number or, you know, you can come and pick me up and that's fine. Then we'll go out. But, you know, I'm not going anywhere after this going home. And Beverly's like, yeah, you should come by the bar that we work at and you should pick her up and take her on a proper date. And I didn't think that this guy was going to go for that, but he totally did. And he was like, fine, where do you work? I'm coming by tomorrow. What time do you get off? And I said, well, I get off at four o'clock and I work at this wine bar that's like right around the corner in Soto on um, Orange Avenue, Michigan area. So no one knows that. Yes, they do. Lots of people know where Soto is that lives in Orlando. Um, So anyways... Anyways, so, uh, like at four o'clock, here comes Toby and I was filming this like little short film cause I was doing a lot of like acting film stuff at the time. So I already knew that that night I had to go to Cocoa beach, but we never exchanged numbers. He was just like, I'm just going to come pick you up. And so I didn't really think he was going to do it. And like all day long at work, I was like, yeah. Beverly and I met this fucking guy last night and he said he's going to pick me up and take me on a date. Sounds absolutely ridiculous. I, it's not going to happen. You know, so like at four o'clock on the dot, here comes Toby with this like all brown from head to toe leisure suit. And it's like brown flared kind of almost bell bottomy pants, brown vest, like brown jacket, like polyester jacket, totally brown suit top, top to bottom. And I had my, my clothes and stuff in the car and for the night for going to film this short film. And I was like, holy shit, I did not think you were actually gonna show up. And he was like, I said four o'clock that I was gonna pick you up and take you on a proper date. And so I'm like, well, I was not actually expecting that. So I guess we're gonna go on this date now. So he's like, well, where do you wanna go? And I'm like, well, I'm supposed to go to Cocoa Beach and do this filming thing. And he's like, perfect, I love Cocoa Beach. I will drive you out there. And I'm like, okay. Now, mind you, this guy is like kind of shorter, kind of stocky dude, maybe like five, seven, five, eight or something. And he's like, we go out to his car. I pick up my clothes for this filming, this film shoot. And we go to his car with my bags. And he's got this like huge ass, like lifted Ford F-150. So it's like this big, you know, good old country boy truck. And like the type where you have to pull the stairs down to like get inside of it. And so he's like, I love Cocoa Beach. I'll take you out there and I'll just go like, I'll go to like a little beach bar while you're doing your, your film shoot. And then I'll pick you up and I'll take you to a nice dinner afterwards. I'm like, okay, sounds awesome. Let's do it. So he takes me and he drives me all the way to Cocoa. And we get in the car and we get on the highway. And the first thing he does is he's like, Hey, um, there's a cooler behind you. So I pull out the cooler and he's like, yeah, crack me open a beer. So I'm like, okay, guess we're driving down the highway with beers now. And so we're drinking beer in the car. We're listening to music. We're having like a good conversation. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like this guy's really funny. He's cute. Things are obviously chaotic and wild, but this is just not real. So we go all the way to Cocoa Beach. He drops me off at my destination, says, I'm going to go to this beach bar that I know of, but you know, I have a little quaint beach bar that I go to, and then I'm going to meet you afterwards. Just text me as soon as you're ready to go. I'm like, cool. This should only take like two or three hours at the very most. And then I'll meet you afterwards. So it did take about two ish hours that I did this short shoot thing that I was doing. And, um, I can't remember. It was just like a pre pre shooting thing. So it didn't take too long. And then I start calling him and I'm like texting him and I can't get a hold of him. It's like 30, 45 minutes goes by and I'm like, I still can't get a hold of this person. This is my ride back to Orlando. The director was like, well, I can take you back home. And I'm like, well, no, because now I'm kind of pissed. And I'm like, this guy said he was going to take me back home. The director kind of gave me the creeps. So I was like, I don't really want to be in the car with you. And he lived in Coco. I didn't. That's why we were shooting out there. I'm like, I'm just going to wait. And so finally, Toby picks up the phone and I can hear like all this music and like loudness behind him. And I'm like, are you at the beach bar? Like, where are you? If you're whatever, just tell me where you are and I'll come to you. 
And he was like, no, 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 I'll leave, I'll leave. And I'm like, okay. So another like 20 minutes goes by and he still hasn't come to get me. So finally I call him back again and I'm like, where the hell are you? Because at this point it's been like 45 minutes. And he's like, no, 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 I just, I stopped off at this bar. And I'm like, well, just tell me what bar you're at and I'll have my this guy, the director, drop me off there. So he has me drop him off and it's a strip club in Cocoa Beach. And I'm like so heated at this moment because I'm like, oh my God, this guy, not that I cared he went to a strip club, just that it took this long and he basically just left me with this director. So he told me, I will meet you outside at this destination. Well, that destination was a strip club. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not fucking around. I'm not playing with him. So I tell the director goodbye. I have all my stuff with me and I just go into the strip club. And he's like, I was leaving, I swear, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't even give a shit. Now we're at a strip club, so now you have to buy me a drink at the strip club. So now I'm just like, well, I'm not going to, nothing's going to happen with this guy. He's kind of a piece of shit, but he's fun to hang out with, so I might as well make the best of my night. So we hang out at this strip club for a little bit, and then... What's it called? Uh, club Lido. And we go and uh, have a couple drinks, and like make out a little bit and then he, it's like After okay that, you mean, no. he was like i said he was a good looking guy so i was having a good time even though he was an asshole i was just like fuck it you know i'm already out here might as well just throw caution to the wind we make out and then we leave and he's like and you know at this point we're i'm kind of joking with him and i'm like you're an asshole you're a piece of shit and he was like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry like totally owning owning up to all of it and he was just like yeah i was like I just, you know, I didn't think that you were going to be into the strip club. And I was like, that's not the point, though, because you left me at this place and we were supposed you're supposed to take me out on a nice dinner on the beach. And he's like, I'll still take you out to a nice dinner. And I'm like, cool. So we go down 528 and we get off at like basically where the airport is. And <laughs> I, I'm like, so where do you want to go eat? And he was like, I'll just wherever you want. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. And he was like, you don't care. And I'm like, I don't care. So he takes me to Hooters. And so we go to Hooters and we sit at the bar and he's like flirting with the bartender. And I'm like, first you go to the strip club while I'm doing something. You promised me a nice dinner and you take me to fucking Hooters. And now you're flirting with the bartender. Like you're just, not your fault. you're just testing me at this point. Right. It's not, your fault. it's not at this point. I'm like, I don't care. And you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, whatever, dude, buy my dinner, buy my drinks and take me back to my car in Soto. That's a good point. And he was just like, have it like we were laughing and kind of like teasing each other at this point. I guess he thought that was foreplay. So we go back to my car in Soto and he's like, well, I really want to take you out again. And I'm like, I'm not going to fucking hang out with you again. And we're both kind of tipsy and drunk. And he's like, well, why don't you just come back to my place? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, so <laughs> we, we did actually go back to his place because it was on the way to my house. And nothing happened. I will tell you the honest to God's truth to this day. Uh-huh. We had some more drinks. Sure. We had some more drinks. I'm sorry. But we did not do anything. We had some okay. more drinks. We got okay. we got super stoned. And uh, right before we went to bed, because I was like, "Listen, I'm I'm fucked up. My car is at your house. I'm gonna sleep it off, and I'll I'll just like see you another time." So we get we get into bed, which was the most funny part for me, because at this point I'm like, "This guy's been an asshole to me the entire night. He's been fun to hang out with, but also kind of a douche." And he we lay in bed, and I'm like falling asleep, and he's like. Oh, and I'm like, no, you're not getting what you think you're getting. And he's like, ah, oh, it's just too bad. This night didn't go well. And I was like, yeah, that's on you. I'm going to sleep now. He strips completely naked. And this guy had like a super like muscular bod. And he was just like, I just can't sleep unless I'm naked. <laughs> and I was like, well, you can sleep on the floor because, you know, this is the craziest, stupidest, wor- like worst first date that I've ever been on. And he actually did sleep naked on the floor for the rest of the night. So in 2010 or 11, I went on a date with a lady who I had known from college and had kind of had like friendly contact with, but never really talked to a bunch. She and I didn't know each other very well. And the two of us met up, and uh, we met up in her area where she lived, which was Clearwater. 
and I was kind of passing through going to visit my parents and I ended up popping in to go on a date with this lady. And the two things that ended up happening uh, that I noticed right away were pretty significant, which one, she talked like literally the guys from the Stella comedy troupe present a person as a joke where she would kind of say, oh, you know, I believe in God for sure, but I, I just don't know if God is like a old guy with a beard on a cloud. And all in my head, I was just like, wah, 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 wah. something's up, something's up. But I was willing to kind of keep going and kind of let things go on. And so we ended up going out to lunch. Um, uh, after we had met up at her apartment, we went out for lunch or even dinner. It was a dinner, actually, uh, at this Greek restaurant. So we went to a Greek restaurant that she said was very, very good. And we got there, we ordered our food, our food came, and I think I got a gyro and she got like, um, uh, like moussaka or moussaka, however, however one is, one says that. And, uh, the food I think came and she then got up and went to the bathroom and was in the bathroom for a very long time and was very much like clearly on the phone and not just using the bathroom and so when she came back she like I had eaten all of my food like the hog that I am and she like picked at it for a second and I was like oh you know I think I should bring this to my little sister um, and by little sister she meant a person in like the big sister little sister kind of program and she's like oh I should bring this to her and kind of implying like oh this girl her family's in a rough situation and they can use whatever food. I'm not crazy about this. I don't want it to go to waste. So let's bring this by. I'm like, all right. And she was driving. So we got into her car and we drove. Again, I'm not from Clearwater. I'm not familiar with the area. We got into the car and we drove to her little sister's pl uh, place. And her little sister's family lived in a house that didn't seem like it was in a particularly bad area. And she went inside with this food, and she was in there for probably like 20 to 25 minutes. And I'm just waiting in the car, being, wondering what the fuck is going on right now as she's inside. And I'm wondering if there's something like really wrong, that if like, oh, this date happened on a terrible time when her little sister was like, I just got, my mom died, or something terrifying or terrible like that. And eventually she comes out and she comes out with this like 15 or 16 year old girl who is her little sister, who then proceeds to spend the rest of the entirety of the date with us. So we kind of drive around these various locations as her little sister uh, from the little sister program is in the backseat of the car. We go back to her place and watch... Um, like a episode, some episode of a TV show that I don't even remember, and her little sister is there, and I was just like, all right, I get it. I'm gonna go. All right, hopefully I'll talk to you later. And I go to leave, but what happens? I keep getting lost. On the attempt to get out of, like, her neighborhood and get back to the interstate, I keep getting lost and keep having to call her. So, if this date was weird for me, this date just wouldn't end for her because she just had this idiot continually calling her asking, How do I get back onto the interstate? In these trying times, we find ourselves unable to experience even the simple joys of eating at a restaurant. Well, now there's a better way. Quarantine Culinary will bring the entire restaurant experience to you. That's right, simply select your menu items from any restaurant that provides takeout service and Quarantine Culinary will not only bring you your food, but bring you the real restaurant experience. And now, we've got a special date night package. Choose from three different levels of amazing service. For our Coromance package, we'll not only bring you your meal, but also a vase with a rose in it, or wine bottle in a basket with a candle, as well as a real white linen tablecloth, real silverware, and plates. 
For just a small fee more, for our Nights Under the Stars in Wuhan package, we'll also include a wine list that has something on it that you can't possibly afford, and only one or two options that you can really read, because you don't speak French, you're ordering from this service. And for our premium Breathtaker package, we'll also include a CD of real restaurant noises. You've got clinking, chair sounds, man who won't stop smacking his lips, people laughing, <laughs> a couple trying to hide an argument. Well, if you didn't want to come here, you should have just said something. You're, you're, Listen, you're causing a scene. A baby for some reason. <laughs> Someone dropping a glass. Someone dropping a glass and people clapping. Opa! Yeah! People having a birthday and the staff coming out to sing a song. Song that will be sung will not be happy birthday as happy birthday is not a public domain song. The kitchen staff speaking really, really loudly in Spanish. And if you use coupon code quarantine cuties, we'll also include pictures of the hostesses who will be way too attractive but will make you uncomfortable with how young they are. Just take it from these satisfied customers. Oh boy, I was sure able to order order dinner and I got a whole... Oh, I, I got a, a vase and a flower in there and everything and I'm so excited. These services really made me feel like I was eating at my favorite midline restaurant or something, I guess. If there's a way I could do it all again, I always would with Quarantine Culinary. Ever since Leonard passed, I've been so lonely. But now with these superb packages, I was able to have the nicest dinner out that I've ever had. Fuck you, Leonard! Quarantine Culinary. We'll take the diss out of social distancing. My worst date, um, I guess it was a few years ago. Like, probably like four or five years ago. I met this guy <clears throat> while I was out. Uh, with some friends, I think maybe at Wally's or someplace along that zone, a kind of bar like Wally's. So that should kind of already tell you what kind of a dude this is. Um, so we exchange numbers, you know, I chat with him a couple of times. I think I run into him a few more times, like in the Mills area, just hanging out uh, with my friends, you know, Josh and I would go bar hopping all the time and just hang out so I'd like see him around he was in that crowd um also if I can go back I don't remember his name so that either says something about me or about him or both either way um we exchange numbers and we're, we text a little bit I see him every now and then but he was kind of the he I don't know how to say it nicely he was mostly interested in texting me later at night if you catch my drift, wink, which I wasn't into it. Like, I didn't really know this guy. I wasn't, like, super attracted to him, which I know sounds really bad. But um, one night, I think I had a show or I was doing something related to a show. I had a rehearsal or something. And afterwards, I left and it was late and I was kind of in that area because I didn't live on that side of town at the time. I was in that area and he asked me if I wanted to get a drink. So I said, OK, that sounds good, you know let's meet so I guess that was our first official date um we met at the caboose or caboose bar I'm not sure which one um if you're familiar with the Orlando area you know what I'm talking about it's not when you walk in I like it there and I like bars like that but you walk in there you're not thinking this is the place to take a person that I'm trying to like Impress, which I'm not saying he had to do that, but it's just you don't think first date when you go there But I went and it was cool. We hung out. We had a drink. Um, it was hard though to talk Because he was already pretty drunk by the time I got there. I think it was like I don't know 10 o'clock maybe later uh, He was already pretty drunk. So having a conversation was hard He also kept doing the like touchy-feely Oh, you're so beautiful. Whoa, I can't believe... What? Like, every few minutes, which was awkward and is still awkward always, if that ever happens. Um, after that, we went down to Lucky Lore, which, again, it's a cool place. Very casual. 
just hanging out outside, drinking Miller High Lifes or something like that, uh, listening to Dave Matthews and Hootie and the Blowfish. It's Lucky Lore. Uh, we just hang out for a little while. I was actually parked down the street from Lucky Lore, so I, at a certain point, I kind of had enough. I wasn't really able to talk to this guy. He wasn't super coherent uh, or speaking really well. So I kind of said, hey, I'm going to leave. It's pretty late. I think it was like 1 a.m. at that point. So I walked to my car and he walked me to my car too. I was like, okay, this is fine. You know, we're here. Um, he, we're making small talk. He's kind of like, you know, I had a really good time stuff. And I was like, please don't ask me if you want to do this again because I probably won't. And he, you know, kind of hugged me, did the thing where it seemed like he was coming in for a kiss, and I kind of turned my head and blocked it, which just meant he ended up licking the whole right side of my face. Which was something else. Uh, I think I said thank you and... I got in my car and I drove away, and I never saw that guy again. Hello! It's David again. Um, so, I have a story. That I thought was good, but it was kind of boring and... Racer reminded me about One Night Stand, so you know what? I've got a weird One Night Stand, which is also a first aid story. Which is what all One Night Stands are, aren't they? You look back on them, I guess. Where'd my... Oh, no. Sorry, my alcohol's out of reach. Please edit this out. I'm so glad I'm not editing this. Yeah, great. Alright, so one time... I feel this was still, um, oh man, I, this might have been before the last, the last one I, that I just said, with the, uh, use of, ooh, the university in the middle of Florida that was very popular. It might have been before that last one I just said. I think it might have been, I'm pretty sure it was before that. Maybe. I think. Maybe not. Anyway, I'm gonna drink some more alcohol. Nailed it. So, I think this might have been, oh my gosh, what thing was I using? It, I don't think it, it might have been OkCupid, okay but I don't think it was Hobnot. I think it was OkCupid. Okay it was probably you know, OkCupid. Okay anyway, so OkCupid, okay we set up a date, right? I think she lived really far away. She was in like a totally different city. And it was like, Hey, um, it's over here, but let's make this work. And I was like, I think we're talking back and forth. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have such a connection. Um, but I live over here. What are we going to do? I hate to drive. And she's like, all right, I'll, I'll find you. I'll go to you. You know what? Um, listen, hot boy. Listen to me, hot boy. You're such a hot boy. Um, she didn't say that, but I feel it's what she was thinking. I want to think in my mind. But, so, she was like, all right, listen, you're so hot that I feel like I need to um, figure this out. So I'm going to drive to your house. You know what? I need to stay there for a weekend. Is that okay? Just for a weekend at your house. Also, I'm going to bring my game system. I'm going to bring so many DVDs. It's like 20 or something DVDs. My uh, three or four different game systems, like PlayStation. Uh, fucking, uh, I'm not a gamer, sorry. But like three or four different game systems. And uh, guess what? It's going to be great. You're, you're the coolest. Great. It's awesome. Amazing. And I was like, because that's kind of weird. Did you want to save for the whole weekend? I guess that's sure. Okay, sure. I'm going to ask my roommate first, but that's kind of weird. But I think yes. 
And then I asked my roommate, after I said yes, and my roommate was like, that's weird. I'm like, listen, I already said yes. So she's already on her way, so don't worry about it. And my roommate, Kelly, was like, wow, that's kind of fucked up, but I guess that's fine. And in retrospect, it was. Yes. I should not have done that. This was a complete stranger. And uh, she was in the complete right. But at the time, I was like, I'm trying to get a date here. But I think she was in, like, somewhere it was, like, about an hour, hour drive. It was, like, a really long way. And she drove all the way, all the way here. So she came here. And uh, like I said before, her pictures were very different. So different. And her, uh, pic her picture's on uh, OkCupid. <sighs> Again. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize this until right now, but... She had bleached her hair blonde. She had gained a lot of weight. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Future reference, anyone trying to get me? Sorry, I got a fiancé and I'm getting married. But... If you're raven-haired... And, uh, the same as your pictures? That's all you got? I mean, that's the first step. And you know what she got? She got me. Right over here. Same as your pictures. She got me. Anyway, this lady didn't. And, uh, let me... So, her name was Shirley, by the way. <laughs> first of all, um, as she came in, I was like, what's your real name? She said, oh, Shirley. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> you're making a joke. She's like, no, it's my name is Shirley. I was like, oh, that sucks. That's stupid. That's like, that's like, that's like. I was like, okay, cool. That's fine. Yeah, okay, whatever. Come, you know, come into my house, I guess. And she's like, great. So, pros. The pros of this. She's spending the entire weekend with me. Huh. What did I do? What was I thinking as a child? I'm so stupid. So this strange child I've ever met is spending the entire weekend with me. She said, um, I think with a PlayStation or some bullshit, whatever she brought over, she brought over like three different systems and very bad with these systems. But she's like, guess what? This thing I've got um, access to this um, Korean uh, soap opera. Like a cream soap opera. Do you want to just watch this? And I was like, yeah, set, set it up. Let's figure it out. And at this point, I was living with one roommate. So it's we've got the living room, which was kind of my office, which I had like my uh, computer in the one area, a hallway, my bedroom, which I never spent time in, and then a bathroom, I guess. And then the place where the other roommate was, her her bedroom. And she was very territorial, lizard-like. She came out once, she's like, what's happening here? And we're like, oh, we're just watching Korean stuff. And she's like, oh, okay, that's fine, I guess. Next. I was like, what happened here? That was weird. But uh, anyway. What I'm trying to say is that, um, so, we spent the entire day watching this entire series of um, Korean soap operas, which is very bizarre. I'm like, that's weird, but I got really into it. I'm like, yeah, this is great. I love it. And then uh, at the end of the night, I was like, all right, so are you going home now? What's happening? You live like an hour away. Are you, it's like dark now. It's like 10 or 11 o'clock what's happening and she's like oh i guess you could stay here now it's very late since we saw the entire thing i was like um yeah i guess you could stay here sure go for it yeah didn't you, you already agree to let her spend the whole weekend there yeah i did so why are you asking her to go home yeah i'm maybe mistaking this but uh <laughs> i was like maybe maybe she only went to spend the night i don't know i don't remember exactly but it it wasn't weird for me at the time so you might be right yeah you might be right but um, I was like, sure, okay, sure. And she's like, uh, yeah, my name's Shirley. I'm glad you said that twice. Oh my God. But uh, uh, she's like, yeah, let's go and 
to your bedroom, I get or I'll, I'll, or I was like, oh, I'll sleep on the couch, and you can sleep in the bedroom, in, in my bed. And she's like, no, let's both, I don't want to make you sleep on the couch. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, of course, everyone's heard this before. Um, she's like, no, sleep in the bed with me. I was like, okay, sure. And uh, she's like, yeah, of course. And we started, of course, get into it. One night stand. I already warned you it was happening. And uh, the most thing I remember is that she had a, like, on her back, like a crazy tattoo of like, um, like an entire um, Japanese scene, like a watercolor, or not a watercolor, a, a woodcut, like a, like an entire scene, like there's a tiger fighting someone, and it was like a, like a, like a martial artist with like a samurai sword, maybe not, that's more Japanese, but there was like a, a tiger, and like a warrior and they're fighting and it was like an entire battle about them and it was like barely also it wasn't finished there was like not color in all of these places and like i'm very distracted by what's happening here but sure but anyway um that happened i was very distracted anyway the next we did that in the next morning um i was like yeah so we did finish that soap opera that we watched um that you brought on your playstation or whatever yes yeah like do you want to play a video game or something she's like no i think i'm you know what i think i'm okay yeah that was fun that was really fun um do you want to go to waffle house waffle house with me like okay uh there's so many better things then Waffle House here, do you want to go to Waffle House or what? She's like, no, just Waffle House. I'm like, okay. Waffle House it is. We went to Waffle House. It was exactly how you think Waffle House is. And then um, she like left after that. And I was like, that was a weird situation. That was so bizarre. And uh, tried to talk to her after that. I think... Um, She's like, you know what? That was really fun, but the punchline, she didn't say this, but the punchline, I'm saying, that was really fun, but I got engaged, so. I went on a date with a nice girl. I didn't have really any expectations at all. I just exchanged a few messages just wanted to see if she wanted to grab um a bite um and she lived kind of near this bar that i like called the cock and bowl so i suggested why don't we go there we both like beer let's get a beer and have a chat and that's kind of i think the ideal way to do a first date if you're doing online dating or if you meet someone online is your dating doesn't begin until you meet that person so why bother with all of the uh um oh, what TV shows do you like? And did you see the, the same movies I saw? And do we like the same music? You know, none of that matters. So anyways, um, we go, uh, she actually, like last minute, asked me to meet her at her place. And, um, and I met her and I kind of like got an agoraphobic kind of vibe. Like I show up, and um, she was like, oh, I just had a stressful day at work. You know, I had to come home. Like, I just need to walk my dog. Is it cool if we meet there? I was like, yeah, that's fine. No problem. And then I get there and um, the living room and the kitchen was pretty like neat, pretty much like spick and span. I think there were some, it was pretty clear that the people who lived there only ate packaged food. Like, you know, like, like little Debbie's and like, you know, just nothing like like all of it processed packaged food that has a really long shelf life like that was no fresh food at all in this kitchen um and just like a lot of packaging you know like kind of in the trash and everywhere and so that was you know otherwise it was kind of pretty sterile other than an enormous fucking dog barking and this 
dog, I didn't know what it looked like, but it, it was barking from her roommate's closed door. And it was just, sounded like a Rottweiler, like an enormous beast. It was, oh my God. I It was a St. Bernard. Like it was some freakishly large animal to keep in an apartment. And this dog also does not belong in Florida. Uh, so she has a dog and her dog is also like, she opens up her bedroom door. She's like, oh yeah, do you mind? Like, we just need, I just need to take this dog for a walk. And, um... And she seemed nice, but kind of nervous. And um, and uh, she opens her door, and her dog is just like this crazy animal. Like, oh, I've been locked in. A, I'm out of prison. You know how a dog would act after he thought that he was going to be locked for an eternity in a bedroom. And so he's barking and like running around. He's so happy. There's big pile of shit that's on the floor in her bedroom. Her bedroom is just um, a total mess. Uh, there's just papers, stuff, debris lying everywhere. Um, one of the things that she did was she was a streamer. She streamed herself playing video games. And so she had like, um, a camera set up and like a really nice computer and monitor in her bedroom. And like, that was the, but other than that, everything was trashed. You know, it was like kind of a curated right around the computer, like, um, nice so that if you were to be seeing this person stream themselves they would look nice they would look like they're in a clean environment but everything else around it was absolute disaster and Doc's like having the time of his life like oh my god yes like I get to walk on grass you know he's excited and the other dog in the roommate's bedroom is going absolutely apeshit now just like sounds like the door is going to get broken down and and she's like, stop it, stop, you know, like yelling at the dog and like hitting the door. I'm like, that's not going to help. You know, how about we let the dog out and just, you know, like, has, is anyone in that room? Like, where's your roommate? And she's like, oh, my roommate's not here. Oh, when has that dog last been let out? And she's like, oh, I have no idea. His bitch girlfriend lives here and just comes over whenever she wants. So she probably walked it. And I was like, probably walk the dog. Why don't we let the dog out? You got two leashes? Why don't we just walk the dogs together? So open the door and this dog, oh my God. I mean, it could kill a human pretty easily. Enormous dog, but young, 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 young little, you know, I mean, not little, young, big ass monster. And so he was happy to have some friends and he was just, you know, running around, jumping around. And the two dogs started playing with each other and she got started freaking out and was like, oh, they're, they're gonna hurt each other, you know? And um, dog, you know, the dog's fine. Um, like just, you know, anytime you intervene when dogs play, like they have their own pecking order, they have a herd. And when you start taking a dog's side, it kind of messes that all up. And then it, it things get weird and aggressive. So anyways, other than a little bit of you know, weird kind of like play fighting. We get the dogs on leashes the whole time. They're just trying to pull away from us, like escape. They're just these desperate poor damn dogs. We walk them, and she's in this apartment complex to this very sad dog park made out of astroturf and probably about, um, you know, maybe 5,000 square feet, not very big. And... So they're, they're having a great time. Take a couple craps. Uh, they're living they're living large. Threw a ball for them. And they get gassed pretty quick because these dogs just, you know, hibernate indoors all day. Um, so anyways, go back to her place. And she's like, why don't we just have a beer here? How about we have, you know, instead of going out, why don't we just do this here? I had a long day. I was like, okay, that's fine. So we chatted, we talked about our mutual interests and um, and I was just playing with the dogs because they were really, you know, lovable, big oafs. And she starts putting them away. She's like, oh, well, you know, may, you know, they, I don't want them to get in any trouble or anything, just finding an excuse to put the dogs away. So she locks the dog back up in, in her roommate's room dog is just like barking it through the door the whole time while I'm over. It's just felt bad for any animal that has to suffer like that. 
Um, I love animals. I don't know if you knew that about me, Haley. I know you love the animals. I like how much you love the animals. Okay, well, is it funny? I have so much more to say about one date I went on one time that involved dogs. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, I love animals, and I've never, you know, with one exception, I've never had a living situation where I've owned a dog because I, you know, love them, but in college, I would be gone all day just and think it was you know, really a way to have a happy dog. And then, and I work kind of a nine to five job. So also not really a good situation for a dog. Uh, so, but anyways, I was a little judgy about the way that she was treating her animals. I didn't say anything, but um, just kind of shared like, oh yeah, you know, just kind of playing with them, showing them how I, showing her how I play with dogs and like, you know, they're not that scary. Like some of the behavior that she thought was scary was just normal behavior. And um, and then so anyways, I, I, I headed out and uh, she wanted to, um, you know, she wanted to uh, reach out and go on another date. So she calls me up and I kind of dodged her phone calls and um, then she wrote me some messages and was like, hey, um, really disappointed that you um, are ignoring me, but I have a legal question. Um, I'm, a, I'm a lawyer, just uh, that's why she would ask that. But I've got my roommate in jail and I need to know how to get him out of jail. And his bitch ass girlfriend um, hit him and then called the cops on him and now he's in jail. And because his bitch ass girlfriend, you know, and she's just blaming this girlfriend, it was really clear that her roommate had her sympathy and she was very sympathetic to this guy that was unjustly in jail. And it was very clear from everything that she was telling me that, um, that this guy was just, you know, getting the, the shit end of the stick. Um, which, <laughs> as a men's rights activist, was not surprising at all. I can't with the men's act, men's rights activism. Red, okay, red pill. Why do you feel like that perspective? Got to know your audience, ladies and gentlemen. Got to know your audience. But um, I am not in the MRA. But um, anyways, she was complaining about the way that this guy was being treated. And um, so I, I woke him up. And the guy kind of had a, a rap sheet for beating up his girlfriends. So I was like, look... Um, can't really help your friend out, your roommate. Um, you know, I would be a little bit careful about being manipulated by this guy and, um, you know, being a little too sympathetic here because there, there's a little more to this story than you seem to know. And I'm just reading the police report to her and I like explained to her what was on the police report and, she got very defensive and was very, um, you know, very defensive, very sympathetic to this guy. And it was pretty clear. I was like, oh, or is there something going on? You know, probably something, emo some sort of emotional attachment here that uh, I, you know, didn't want to get involved with it. So I just told her, look, I can't really help your friend out. Um, you know, I'm not gonna trespass you want me to like trespass his girlfriend you know like get involved you know just do all these things which are kind of bizarre things to ask somebody you went on one tinder date on so but it you know i just kind of gave her the lowdown and she did not appreciate my perspective so that was the last time we spoke um we are no longer in love That was a great story, Alex. 
<laughs> um, I'm sorry that it didn't work out for either of those people. That's what you got from that, Haley. What about the dogs? In 2008, I went on a date with a woman who I had known for a while, uh, but I had mostly known her previously as uh, a kind of on-again, off-again girlfriend of someone who I kind of associated with. I wouldn't call that person necessarily a friend. We weren't very close, but um, I went on a date with this lady, and I was very, very excited because she was extremely pretty. And she seemed pretty cool. So where did we go? We went to um, this kind of very hip bar slash coffee place um, that also used to be a video rental place where you could get um, kind of like indie movies and foreign films and that kind of stuff. So it was a very hipster date for sure. And the two of us, um, we meet there. We meet up, we don't drive there together, we meet up, and the two of us uh, meet each other in the parking lot, we walk in, and who do we see but her ex-boyfriend, the guy through whom I knew her, and my ex-girlfriend, who were on a date when we arrived. And so that was pretty awkward, because we all had to kind of pretend nothing was happening, and that we all just kind of laughed it off and uh, went to the bar and got some drinks, and then she and I went outside, and our respective exes kind of um, did their thing and eventually left. And the place, it was getting later, and the place kind of closed down. And again, she had worked there in the past, so she knew the folks. We didn't have to pay for drinks, which was great. But there were some funny hiccups to this, which was A... We were allowed to stick around kind of longer and get drinks past when everybody else had been kind of shooed out of the place. Um, but they did give us drinks and then essentially close. So the place was closed down. Like, literally the lights inside were for the most part off. There were still lights in the parking lot, but they're the lights that always stay on. And... I was like, all right, well, we're going to finish this up and then either go someplace else or that's it. So um, at some point, she and I are like, all right, well, we're going to go someplace else. We're going to go hang out at her place. And she says, but I have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, all right. And I figured, well, she knows these people. She had worked here. So I'll just hang out in the parking lot. And um, she'll go back inside and talk to a friend, knock on the door, get her friend to open the door, and she'll go to the bathroom in there. So I kind of like look off into the distance of where we are and just look at kind of the lights of like a nearby gas station or another bar that's across the street and think like, oh, why don't we maybe go there? And as I'm looking, I just see a bunch of water near my feet. And I realized she had just gone literally behind me and just pissed directly behind me in the middle of a parking lot of this bar slash coffee shop. And I was just like, oh my god. And for some reason that, again, very pretty lady, didn't spook me away. So I, uh, just kind of pretended that didn't occur and got in the car and I decided, all right, let's go to her place. So I get in the car to follow her, but she lives kind of in the downtown area, an area I'm not super familiar with because I didn't live in that area at the time. And so following her was tough. And I was barely able to do this. I kind of lost her once or twice and got kind of nervous, but I was able to find her and was able to get to where her house was on this kind of just normal residential road downtown. But when we got to the house, she stopped. And I thought, like, all right, maybe she's going to give me some instructions. And she kind of pokes her head out the window and says, all right, you got to park back there. 
and pointing to a side street that's nearby. And I was like, oh, okay. But there was a car behind me. And she then starts to back up and back up. And I was like, uh-oh. So I start to back up for a second. But again, there's a car behind me, and it's in fact a big van. And I'm like, oh shit, what's gonna go on? And she in fact hits my car. And uh, I have to stop, and I can't let anything go on. And this car behind me, the van, pulls up next to me. And of course, it's a sheriff's officer, or a sheriff's deputy in this uh, sheriff's van. And it's a lady who's like, are y'all all right? She didn't sound like that, but she had that affectation to her. And she's like, oh, y'all all right? And I'm like, uh, yeah, everything's good. I just have to back up. Sorry. And um, she was like, eh, whatever, and just kind of drove away. She figured, you guys are both white. It's fine, and drove away. And um, yeah, that's one of the weirder dates. It's a fun addition to that. That lady was in a Lexus commercial. Hey everyone, I want to thank you for staying in uh, touch with us and staying and listening. I want to thank Mike. I want to thank Mike, Alex, Haley, David, Marisa, and uh, my wife, Alex, for contributing to these great stories. And I want to thank Melissa Bellarosa for their song Pretend, which is our theme. Please be sure to check out Shit Face to Face's other episodes in which we do normal stuff and actually interview people, or our sister podcast, This American Dice, which is an actual play uh, podcast that's pretty awesome. So, either way, we'll see you again on the first Monday of next month, and we'll give you a little sneak peek next Monday coming up. For more stories like this, please tune in to Austin Smith. Thank you very much. He had 19 almonds. He needed his 20th almond. <laughs> Is that what he pulled on you?